Welcome to What I Don't Know. There's a lot that I don't know, and I hope these short conversations are a fun way to get to talk to people and learn about something that I don't know. I hope you learned something too. Thanks for joining. Fred DeVito is quoted as saying, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And I think this is no better way to introduce my next guest, who is constantly upping the game and challenging himself and those around him, including me. Welcome to this episode, I Don't Know How to Train for a Marathon, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Nicole. Happy to be here. Awesome. Um, Greg, how do I train for a marathon? Yeah, so um, over time, right? It's not, not the type of thing um, I think anybody should just jump right into. Um, and that includes me. I started, you know, running a couple of years ago um, and, you know, started with smaller races like 5Ks, 10Ks and kind of build your way up to a marathon. Um, that's not to say I don't think you, you could just start off and run a marathon, but you got to definitely give yourself plenty of runway to, uh, to train for it. So how did you get in, into running to begin with? Uh, so I ran back in high school, uh, yeah. cross country and track. Um, I was very uncoordinated kid. So sports, as much as I love them, were, were never something I was especially good at, but running okay. may have to be too coordinated for. So I kind of fell into that and actually ended up being pretty good at it. And so I uh, ran for a number of years and then kind of got out of it and, you know, as adult life took over, uh, but about five years or so ago, I, uh, I kind of fell back into it and rediscovered my, my love of it and um, have been running ever since. I, for one, aspire to be a runner, but I don't, <laughs> I don't al align with the love of it. So I am really curious, what do you love about it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I love, I guess, the feeling of accomplishment that comes uh -huh. with it. Uh, and I will say, you know, it, if I take a break from running and certainly a couple of years ago when I got back into it, it's, it's not fun right out of the gates, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot, yeah. it, your, your body really has to acclimate to it. So even as somebody who runs a lot, if I take a break and then try to get back into it, it hurts those, you know, first couple of weeks, but mm -hmm. um, your body eventually gets used to it. And, and then it just becomes, uh, you know, kind of a physical challenge, right? I like being able to go out and push myself. And, you know, when you, when you finish a workout and you kind of have that runner's high that they talk about where you just, just feel like you've, you know, kind of climbed that mountain and, and pushed through and challenged yourself physically and, and mentally, because there's a big mental component to it all. Um, I just really enjoy that aspect of it. And I love the competitiveness of, of racing and, you know, kind of getting to go out and challenge myself against, uh, you know, myself as well as other people. Yeah. So it sounds like you have done some races. What, what have you done up to this point? Yeah. So a uh, bunch of, you know, 5Ks and 10Ks, things like that, um, run a number of half marathons. And then I was training mm -hmm. for my first full marathon, which was going to be in Chicago last year. Uh, and uh, just a few weeks prior to the race, uh, because of COVID, obviously, they, they pulled the plug on it. Um, so that was a, a big bummer. But I, I actually just ran a race uh, about two weeks ago up in Jacksonville. And that was my first real race in over a year because of you know, how the world has closed down. Yeah. Um, so, and it was awesome. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, so I've run a bunch of like, you know, longer distance, middle distance uh, types, race, types of races. Well, so it sounds like you're wanting to do a marathon again why why a marathon 
Uh, I just feel like, you know, talking about challenging yourself, that's, that's, uh, that's sort of the Mount Everest, I would say of running. Um, I mean, certainly there are those people and, and, you know, they're a different breed of human being that, that are what are considered ultra marathoners who run, you know, 50, hundred mile, 200 mile races, which I cannot get my, my head around. But, uh, but I think for, for your typical runner, a marathon is kind of the, you know, the big distance. And I've done a couple of half yeah. marathons, as I mentioned. So just it's the natural progression in terms of, you know, what I want to do. And, uh, it just, you know, it's going to be a challenge to, uh, to actually go out and accomplishment. It's a challenge to train for it, as I know we'll talk about today, but, um, yeah, just, it's something that I, I really want to challenge myself to do. That's awesome. Again, I, I aspire, but I aspire from afar. Uh, <laughs> what does the training look like? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a lot of, there's a lot of science to it. Um, mm -hmm. and I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about resources that I can point people towards, but, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, there's also a lot of common sense to it, right? So it's a lot of just listening to your body, not doing too much too soon. Um, I mentioned earlier, giving yourself plenty of runway. So, I mean, a typical mm -hmm. marathon training plan is probably 16 to 20 weeks. So that's four to five months of buildup. Um, okay. and that's, that's even for advanced runners, right? So if you're starting from scratch, you want to give yourself even more time, but you know, it just, it just slowly builds. You, you start off with a couple of days a week of just light, easy mileage. And, and then as the weeks progress, you start adding additional days, you start adding additional um, miles to those workouts. You start adding intensity, intensity to those workouts, right? So it's not just easy miles, you know, you're doing harder workouts here and there. Um, and then I think, you know, cross training is really important because, uh, running is such a, a repetitive type of sport, right? So just mm -hmm. pounding the pavement mile after mile can certainly take a toll if you're not trying to also, you know, strength train or swim or bike or do some things to kind of round out your, you know, your musculature a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it just, just sort of, you know, builds over time. Um, and again, it's a lot of listening to your body to, to recognize what you're, you're ready for physically and what you're not. And, you know, kind of being able to adjust on the fly because a lot of people will make the mistake of, of just trying to push through. And, um, and that's, that's when injuries happen and that can totally derail, you know, any type of, uh, training that you're doing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you make it sound so easy. I I'm curious the the, like the mental aspect of it too, um, especially like on those longer distance runs, like what, wh what's going on in your head? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. So there are days when the miles just sort of like fly by, you know, it's almost like I'm in a daze. I, I come back from the run and cannot believe that I just ran 10 or 12 miles or whatever mm -hmm. it was. Um, and those are the great days. There are also days when it's a grind and, you know, you're having to like mentally push yourself the whole way through. Um, so, you know, it's like anything, right? There's good and there's there's bad days with it. But um, I just, I, I find it running to be a, a, a big um, kind of a release for me, right? So I actually, I will sometimes listen to music or listen to podcasts, but I often will go out and just not listen to anything, um, which I know I've talked to friends about before and they say that just sounds incredibly boring and, you know, mind numbing, but uh, it's it's just kind of like that that free space, you know, where I can just sort of work mm -hmm. through things in my head or, you know, think about things I need to, to, you know, be doing at work and, you know, brainstorming things, whatever yeah. the case may be, but it's just sort of this, this freedom of all the stresses of the world is just kind of me in the road and, and just kind of cranking along out there. And so I find it to be, um, uh, you know, a, a nice break from the everyday to just go yeah. out and get some miles. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it sounds like your, your shower time. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, it also sounds like uh, like that it, it affects other points in your life. So I am kind of curious how, like, since you picked running back up, how, how it has changed your life outside of running. Yeah, um, that's totally true. Um, I, I don't feel like myself when I'm not running, which I know sounds so mm. silly, but, but like I, it's just, a, it's a kind of a core part of my identity in a lot of ways. Like I yeah. just, I'm a runner um, and, and any runner out there, I think would identify with that, but it's also, you know, it's certainly just the physical component of it. So on the days when I, when I don't run either cause I'm injured or I'm taking a rest day or whatever the case may be, um, I just sometimes just feel off and I just, I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't got the blood pumping. I haven't, you know, I'm not, I don't feel as, as mentally aware, maybe, you know, it's just, um, mm-hmm. there's a noticeable difference. Whereas the days when I do go out, cause I usually run in the morning, so I'll get up early, go get a run in and then come back and just feel sort of invigorated and ready to take on the day. And so it, it that just trickles down to everything else. So the so running is kind of a, a big component of, of my life. And, you know, what I feel like is a well-rounded day for me is uh, going out and getting a run in. Yeah. Well, I um, would love to hear any, any tips and tricks that you would have for, for someone like me that, that is, a bit run shy and wouldn't consider myself a runner. Sure. Um, but just anything like mentally, physically, I, I know you mentioned kind of pushing through, uh, but it does sound like that there are some, some things that I, I could keep in mind that, that would help me. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think the first thing is uh, to be patient, right? So mm-hmm. um, nobody, including I think the best runners in the world went out for the first time they ran or the first five or 10 times they ran and just like felt amazing. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's your body really does truly get acclimated to it physically. There's a lot of physical things that happen to your body um, as you start to run that, that make it easier for you to run. So, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding that it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hurt and things like that. The first couple of times um, is important because, you know, if if you're not prepared Mm -hmm. for that, then it can be very discouraging. Um, I think just starting slow also, right? So I know we're talking about training mm-hmm. for a marathon, but as I said, I think for the average person trying to go out and run a marathon as your first event is is probably overreaching. So finding something like maybe a local 5K a few months down the road that can mm-hmm. um, help kind of inspire you to train. That's a big thing for me is I like having a race on the calendar. It keeps me accountable and, and motivated in my training. Yeah. Um, but just giving yourself the ability to build into it, right? So not expecting that you're going to go out and run five days a week or six days a week, or be doing 10 mile runs, right? Go out and run a half mile the first day, see how you feel, give yourself a few days, Mm -hmm. run a, run another half mile, run a mile, you know, just sort of build in. And and I, I talked about this earlier, but there really is a huge element of listening to your body, right? So you'll, Mm -hmm. and the more you run, the more you kind of start to recognize what is a, you know, just a natural discomfort from, you know, pushing a, a pace or, you know, running a, a long distance versus something that just doesn't feel right and could potentially become an injury. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. recognizing that and really kind of listening to that. Um, and then, yeah, the mental component is, is huge, but I think if you give yourself that, that, uh, that grace and, you know, are patient with, with the buildup, um, that mental component just comes along with it because you, you start to build confidence in your ability to go out and run a mile. And then that encourages you to run two miles and to three miles and eventually you can do the 5k. And so I think, um, just having that, that kind of mental, um, you know, strength to, to recognize that you're capable of this and, and, but making sure that you're setting yourself up for success from a physical standpoint. Um, you know, I think, I think anybody can really go out and, 
and do it. Okay, you're um, you're getting me a little bit inspired. <laughs> um, is there anything else like lifestyle wise that that you feel like helps you? I diet or I, I make sure that I get my 60 ounces of water. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that was, that was a lesson that I did not appreciate until I started running as an adult. So when I was a, when I was running in high school, you know, as a kid, I mean, you know, you're so resilient, your body is, you can kind of just do whatever and, and you're going to bounce back and be fine. But trying to run as an adult and, you know, just sort of having that, that more awareness of, you know, what I'm putting into my body and things like that. Um, recovery is a huge component of successful mm-hmm. running. So uh, when I say recovery, okay. I'm talking about, you know, making sure you're building in rest days, right? Sometimes whether it's a scheduled mm-hmm. rest day or you just feel like, you know what, my, my body's just not feeling right today. I need to take a rest day doing that, but also prioritizing sleep, which is, you know, obviously important mm-hmm. for just general health and well-being, but equally so when you're really stressing your body with any type of physical activity. So really getting enough sleep and getting good quality sleep. Um, diet is a huge aspect of that, right? Again, no different than just any other, uh, you know, sport or, or just general well-being. but, you know, putting good stuff into your body, prioritizing the right types of nutrition. Um, hydration certainly is a big aspect of it, especially for people like me who live in Florida and are runners. Uh, we're getting into the summer months mm-hmm. here and it's brutally hot and humid. So you lose a lot of water in the course of any given run. So yeah, it's just the, you know, again, common sense type things, I think. Um, but, but those types of things that, you know, you probably associate with just general health to begin with become even more important when you're yeah. putting the stresses on your body of, you know, a lot yeah. of miles or, or, uh, you know, particularly yeah. heavy workouts. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Um, I am curious if there are, are any, any times that I know you mentioned that, you know, being sensitive to your body as far as injuries or, uh, like any injuries that you've had or challenges that you've had and, and how you've overcome them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely had plenty of injuries as I think anybody who's run for a you know, couple of years can attest to. Um, and again, it's, it's, you know, I've learned over the years, but you know, everybody is, is going to be prone to certain types of injuries generally. So, you know, one of the things that we didn't talk about, but that's really important for somebody who's starting out running is, is getting good shoes and, you know, kind of the right, I won't say equipment, but really in particular shoes, right? So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you've got a local running store near you where you can go and they can kind of take a look at your gait mm-hmm. and get you fitted for the right type of shoe, that's that's hugely important because, you know, again, mm-hmm. think of the fact that you're in any given mile probably taking 1,500 to 2,000 steps and you're doing that mile after mile after mile, day after day. And, and with the forces involved with running versus walking, you know, every time your foot hits, it's like multiple times your body weight that's coming down onto that foot. So mm-hmm. having the right type mm-hmm. of support mm-hmm. is really, really important and will help prevent injuries. Um, but I think just, just, you know, learning to listen to your body, knowing what you're particularly prone to, right? Some people might have issues in their feet or their lower leg or hip issues, and you'll start to learn that over time as you go. Um, you know, so for me, I, I'm particularly prone to um, what they call shin splints, which is just sort of a mm-hmm. it's kind of a catch-all term in a lot of ways for um, tight tendons and, and muscles in your lower leg. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that over the years. And as a result of that, I, you know, I know a certain uh, number of stretches that I do before and after every run. And I know when I'm kind of feeling something that feels like it could potentially turn into something more. And so I'll, at that point, you know, prioritize rest a bit more or I'll, you know, 
use a self massage to, to kind of work through it or whatever the case is. So, um, yeah, I've definitely had plenty of setbacks like that when it is much as it's painful to take a couple of days off, maybe to, to nurse a, a, a potential injury, it's much, much worse to try to push through it. And then it turns into a full blown injury and then you've got to take you know, weeks off to, to rehab it. So, um, yeah. so it's better to, to yeah. try to catch those things up front. Yeah. Helpful. All right. So marathon mm. talk, this is such a random question <laughs> that I'm just curious about the goo. Mm. What and why? The, the the goo gel you're talking about that they eat? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? So for long distance races, right? So marathon being kind of the extreme example of that, but really anything over, I would say, anything that's going to take you more than about an hour to run, right? So people are going to run different speeds, okay. but anything that's going to take you more than an hour, um, your body can kind of store a certain amount of energy and carbohydrates and things like that to sustain a solid effort for about an hour. But after that mm -hmm. period of time, you've depleted that. And so if you're not mm -hmm. refueling in the course of the race or the long run, you just, you'll hear the mm -hmm. term hit the wall, right? So you'll just hit the wall because your body mm -hmm. will literally okay. just sort of run out of energy and you'll start burning, um, you know, like, like good things that your body needs to, to continue to go. And, mm -hmm. and so it just, it sort of piles up and it just gets to the point where you just, you hit that wall and you totally crash. So those goos and there's, there's tons of, you know, other types of, of things like that. Um, those are just meant to kind of give you a boost of energy along the way and kind of refuel you from like an electrolyte standpoint and a carbohydrate standpoint. You know, obviously you want to be drinking water along the way. Um, but, but that's really what they're there for is to, you know, sustain you beyond that, that hour or so that your body can, you know, store its own energy in, uh, in a given race. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you ever hit oh, yeah. that wall? Yeah, I've definitely hit that wall. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. It's a miserable feeling. Um, yeah. It's just, you, you just, your body just almost shuts down. Do. Um, I mean, there's a, like the, the dreaded term in the world of racing for, for runners is DNF, which means did not finish. So um, you're running a race Ooh. and you just, you hit that wall and you, you know, there's nothing you can do to, yeah. So you yeah. just kind of drop out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had races where I've, you know, basically limped to the finish line, you know, just sort of dragging myself just, just to get there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a miserable mm -hmm. feeling. You know, you, you feel totally um, incapacitated to really like continue that effort any longer. So um, yeah, it's not fun. Oh, no. it doesn't sound fun. But I would love to focus on something that does sound fun. What does it feel like? To uh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I just mentioned I ran a race a couple of weeks ago, and I would say it's one of the better races that I've ever run. Just in terms of kind of the there's a lot of strategy involved in racing. You know, kind of um, this this particular race was a 15k, so it was a little over nine miles, and so that's long enough that you have to you know really be careful about not starting too fast and, and burning yourself out but it's also not mm -hmm. so long that you have to like a marathon would be where you've got to really sort of lay back in the early miles and you know really be careful mm -hmm. um so there was a lot of strategy about you know making sure i had the right pace and i was sustaining it for the right amount of time and you know um there was a big bridge at the end that i was concerned about because i knew that was going to take some energy uh, but I, I felt like I just ran a, mm -hmm. a great race, a very even race. And uh, yeah, coming across the finish line is just like, 
it's a, a huge feeling of accomplishment. It's also a, a huge relief to just be done with the running. Cause usually by that point in time, you're, mm-hmm. you know, trying to like fight off the feeling that you're about to die at any moment. So to finally be able to stop running and, <laughs> you know, catch your breath is, is amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, especially if it's a race that you've trained for, right. So it's something that you've, you've signed up for months mm-hmm. before and that you've, you know, been working towards with all that training and all those, those hard workouts and all that effort. Um, it's, it's a big accomplishment to, you know, come across that finish line, knowing that, you know, you, you did that through your hard work and, you know, blood, sweat and tears. Um, yeah, I love, uh, I love that feeling of racing and that, that feeling of, uh, accomplishment that comes with crossing the finish line. That's awesome. That is very inspiring. I have to say, I never, I never thought I would be inspired to, uh, to run, but, uh, you give me a lot to think about. <laughs> Good. Um, I would love to transition um, to resources, actually. I know you brought Mm -hmm. up a couple really already, um, but where would you suggest that I go to kind of learn a little bit more about even just dipping my toe into it? Yeah, there's there's so much good stuff out there. I I was thinking about a bunch, um, tons of good books, tons of good good podcasts and things like that. And, And I can mention some of those, but I would say really what I think most people should maybe try to do first and foremost is see if there's a local running community. Um, I know most places, mm. uh, d- because, you know, reading books is fantastic and listening to podcasts is great. But, um, you know, one of the great things that I love about running, um, even though it's not generally thought of as like a team sport, right. Cause it's, it's done individually. Yeah. Um, it, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie around it. Right. So runners, you know, just a shared mm-hmm. interest, a shared, um, you know, misery with long runs and, and things like that. So finding a group of people mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can talk to and, and can kind of help pull you along and guide you, especially if you're new to it. Uh, people that can keep you accountable to, you know, get up early and get out there and, 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 you know, get your miles in or run with you, which is even better, you know, be, be a friend to, you know, get those miles with. Um, it's just so hugely important. I've got a number of, of friends in my area that I run with on a regular basis. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's great. Um, so I would say looking mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, a local running community. I mean, I would look on Facebook. Um, I mentioned local runners, local mm-hmm. running stores earlier. Um, if you've got one of those, they mm-hmm. usually have yeah. some affiliation with a local running group and can kind of point you in the right direction. So I think finding a group like that, that you can become a part of, um, is probably one of the best things that you can do. And there's tons of online communities too, like, you know, just forums and things like that, where you can ask questions and people can respond. Um, so I think that's all great beyond that, you know, just in terms of resources that I pay attention to on a recurring basis, um, runner's world is, is kind of the big, uh, you know, 800 pound gorilla in the running world in terms of like content. Um, so they've got a website, I get a daily newsletter from them. That's always got really interesting stuff in there. Um, there's a great podcast I listen to called the strength running podcast, um, that just features different guests, you know, different coaches and physiologists and nutritionists and talking about all the kinds of things uh, related to running. So that's really good. Um, and then there's a couple of, of books that I've read that were really good. Um, one's called Born to Run. Uh, another is How Bad Do You Want It, which okay. is kind of fakes, uh, focuses on the, the mental aspects of running. And then there's another one called Run oh, okay. Faster, um, which is uh, more of the science, I would say, of, of you know how to structure a training plan to train for a race and, and you know, Mm. the changes that your body goes mm-hmm. through throughout the course of that. So if you really kind of want to nerd out on running, like I do, um, that's a really good one. Awesome. No, oh, those are helpful. Um, so I really have one sure. more last question for you. Uh, and that is just 
what do you not know that you hmm. wish that you did? I, uh, I would really like to learn about photography, actually, something that I've always dabbled mm -hmm. in in a very uh, amateur way. Um, and I think all of us, you know, probably uh -huh. with our, our phones in our pocket nowadays, like have some experience in, you know, trying to capture a moment. But, um, but I know there's so much uh, nuance to, to good photography. I'd love to uh, learn more about that. I may know someone, All right. so uh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this and for all of your information. You're, um, really you're welcome. Thanks it. for having Thanks me. For joining. Thank you for listening to What I Don't Know. And if you know something that you would like to share, reach out to me at hello at whatidontknowpodcast.com. No apostrophe in the don't. Hello at whatidontknowpodcast.com. See you next time.